I need to get a life. I was upset because, like, I was brushing up on some of my Star Wars knowledge earlier, and I'm like, I need to, like, erase some of my sports knowledge so I could, like, fit more Star Wars knowledge. No, that's perfectly balanced as everything should be. No, I need I need all the sports and Star Wars knowledge I can get. Mixed in with sprinkled Lord of the Rings knowledge. It's important, bro. Who's your favorite Sith? Uh, it depends. Darth Maul was my favorite growing up. I'm still going Darth Vader no matter what. Because okay, Darth Vader. Because comics and live action is just sells it. Like, Kylo Ren is like freaking amazing. The comics add so much to him. He's so strong. My one that's probably my favorite in the Legends, I don't know if it counts, but Darth Kytus is probably my favorite. Yeah, I haven't seen this season one yet, though. I can't remember who it is, but the first Sith Lord is actually pretty sick with how they did with the uh, those alien races. The original Sith, like the 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 species. Yeah, like the with the tendrils and shit, the red yep. people. Yep. Yeah, because the original Sith were a species. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, still technically uh, they are. I mean, yeah, now, yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't even know if there is a Sith. I'm trying to remember where the home. The original Ragnos? Sith was a species. Ragnos? They were um, a society. Like, they had yeah, they were a society, and they weren't like what we think of like today. They were just like a species that lived on the planet. But they were very like brutal and very like attuned to the dark side. But they weren't like out like ruling the galaxy or anything. The um because there was another big bad. There was a it was a alien race. Or it was like it was another all alien. aliens before the Sith. There was um another species that was like super like advanced and shit. They were advanced. They were. Yeah, they just... were. No, well, they were just the first ones to harness technology. Exactly. So they were advanced. That's what advanced means. Well, I'm not saying they're super advanced. Like you know. Compared like, to what everybody else was at the time, they're primitive. Compared to everybody else, they were uh, not the Sith. I'm talking about. Uh, I know what you're talking about. God, I know what, what you're talking called? about. They got the eyes on their side, and they got the big thing. Yeah, uh, um, they're Rakatan. Thank you, Rakatan. Thank you. I could not remember it for the life. I can the see the picture year. in my head of what they look like. But yeah. they were like the big bad, and they would and take they over and enslave. Forever. Was, and then I they think got it was like twenty five thousand years that they ruled. Then the they got to the Sith shit. planet. And Not the Sith, yeah, and the Sith were the first people to successfully like hold them off and like run them out of town. And because of that, um, the entire all the other rebuilt. planets started doing it too. And then yeah, they uh, and they collapsed so bad they revolted back to a. Uh, Civil war, uh, a primitive, you know, primitive society. I think they they like nuke. It's you know the joke when someone says they nuked them back to the Stone Ages. Yep, that's, that's literally, literally yeah. what they did. Bro, I love Star Wars lore. Darth Nihilus. No, Darth Nihilus. Dude, good pick. Good pick. He every um, time this is brought up, um, that one's always the one I pick. He, I'm pretty sure was it him, Noah, uh, that he literally drained a planet. So. He literally drained the life from a planet because he's that strong. I do that. Oh, he, he's badass. he's top two, top three. No, of Dakota for me. That's a great pick. He looks cool, doesn't he? Have you have you seen a picture of him? Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I've seen plenty of pictures of him. That's the, one of the main reasons why I choose him. Yeah. Um, mine's uh, Nihil- If if mine doesn't count, I'd go with Nihilus probably. Uh, Darth Kytus is great. Oh, that's the one with the green lightsaber, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh Han Solo's kid. 
Yes. Since Jason, Wait, so Vince Jason, Solo? Jason, so yeah, Jace, not Jason. No, Jason, Wait. not Jace. That's what I meant. It's Jason. I'm pretty sure. Jason Solo. It's what Kylo Ren is supposed to be. It's what they base. Yeah. It's what they oh. loosely base Kylo Ren. Kylo, dude. If they did fucking Darth Cadis or Kylo instead of Kylo Ren, it would have been so much better. Like, bro, I don't even want to talk about football. I just want to talk about Star Wars. Star Wars is so fun now. Oh, he's gone. This is going in the podcast, just so you know. <laughs> What's that one video? Get out, Cossacks. <laughs> it's the 4th of July, or what is it? It's independent. That's why I For the land of the and the home of the brave. Label! And on this week's episode, we are going to jump into the tight ends. Going to cover the Masters Golf Tournament. And, like we said last week, the MLB Award winners predictions a little way too early but hey we'll see so that's why they're called predictions dumb bitch yeah sure okay let's go so so how you doing today god are you doing all right you living life yeah i'm doing okay i'm a dog dad <laughs> oh well that's a shit easter caleb you have a better easter you find some candy and some eggs yeah i mean it didn't take much to have a better easter than that but yeah oh um, i heard you went golfing uh yeah how'd that yeah. go I shot for par once and a Ooh. bogey once, and then every Ooh. other hole we don't care about. Ah, yeah. I did hit a sixty-nine foot freaking nice little putt shot. Not too it's, shabby. I mean, maybe the master should have sent you there, but best shot of my life, <laughs> and that's the only reason I got par. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, Caleb looked down there. He's like, "Where fuck? Where'd the ball go?" I I just hit it. I, <laughs> that's I didn't not even on like on the green. I didn't even like measure it or do anything. I just, I just whacked it. I just, cause I'm like, I mean, I let, let me get close to the hole, <laughs> and it, it ended up just reading the green perfectly. So it was great. Oh shit! I have to come up to course one day and beat your ass. You know. Yeah, I, I officially did better than Rory McElroy this weekend. So. <laughs> yeah. So Dakota, did you, uh, did you have a good Easter other than your dog dying? <laughs> At least you know what you ate. You have something to eat. The tight ends, you know. I mean, draft classes is stacked. If you ask me, I mean, I I think I think arguably top three like positions in the draft you know you got your cornerbacks running backs and then i think tight ends are three i mean they go flip-flop wide receivers love i thought tight ends ends weren't valuable not in the first round to me any round afterwards yeah and how is it top three if they're not valuable? well look like if you can get a good tight end in the second and third round fourth round fifth round you know it's great 
But I'm not saying I'm not wasting a first round pick in a tight end. Never yeah, be like the Cowboys. If you can get a franchise quarterback in the fourth round, that's great too. Exactly. According that's, to that, that's logic. called perfect management. You, you, your scouts, you know, they go out there, they find you these players, and they're like, "Hey, this is our guy." <laughs> these guys like will yeah. will uh, will uh, this. I don't know how to say his last name. Get Taco Charles for the Cowboys. It's like Levi's, but it's not. Taco Charlton was a miss. We all thought he was, you know, special because his first name Honestly, was Taco. Honestly, he's still probably better than TJ Watt, to be honest. Say that. <laughs> Say that. Say that three times. Right. His name is Without, Taco. So. Without, we'll say that three times in a row, Caleb. I was so crack happy small. his name was Taco. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, and then I, we were unhappy. Yeah. We were Cowboys fans. We, we live in depression. Yeah, we were past tense. No, we still are. We build our house <laughs> in depression. Like our foundation right. is is our childhood depression, and then the only team we might forsake right now is the Mavericks. Um. So our first tight end, <laughs> I think we'll give it over to you, Dakota. Who is your first tight end? I got Darnell Washington. Ooh. Just a freak in nature. He, he kind of reminds me of. Kyle Pitts a little bit, mm. athletic freak, fast. He, he can do just about anything. He can block, uh, just a freak in nature. But like with Kyle Pitts, it, it doesn't matter how much of a freak you are if you don't get used in a game. <laughs> you need to go to a good landing spot, especially for tight end, if you want to be productive. That's why uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, he's done so well with – the Chiefs, because he has Patrick Mahomes to throw him the ball. Pitts, he he has Desmond Ritter uh, is the quarterback now. He had Mariota. He had both of them, and both of them were kind of. Uh, Can you blame them? They threw the ball like fifteen times a game. I mean, still, even those fifteen times, maybe one of them out of like three games went to him. It just wasn't enough. I think Darnell Washington. He has all the skills to become a elite tight end in the league. Uh, not even just with the uh, the receiving game. Like, he's a great blocker. He's amazing run blocker. You saw him Pass push that blocker, sled? He's just as good. Oh, push? Like a little toy. He moved that sled yeah. like it was a hot wheel. My, my only thing is uh, the way he pushed that sled like from, is not really how typically you would. I mean, he got it. He moved it. But that it the way he his footwork and his hand positioning like that's not actually actually how you would block in game. No. Yeah. So so he kind of played, what? which is what he did. What he's he supposed said. to do, he played the drill. So I I want to see how like that fully he's translates. He's blocking tight end. So I mean, well, he's good at pass blocking too. I don't think he uh he allowed zero pressures as a pass blocker as well. Yeah, but this is the NFL. You can't have your tight ends. I would hope so. I I would never pass block my tight end. If I I had Darnell Washington. I would never pass block a tight end. Like, it's ridiculous. Stop. But we're not uh, offensive coordinators. No, No, true. I had interviews. I just didn't get the job. Oh, yeah, turn them down. Yeah, Yeah. turn them down. For, like, peewee football? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, the Cowboys called, uh, Chargers called. Mm. 
I got an offer uh, from the uh, Steelers, you know, Kenny Pickett. Oh, a little bit yeah. of a rough patch right Pickett. there. So. There you go. I had to turn him down, you know. It was too much on a plate. Okay, Mr. Offensive Coordinator, who was your first tight end then? Oh, don't even get me started on my guy. It's just a freak of nature. And, you know, you think wow. I'm going with Mike Meyer first. No, I'm going with Mike Meyer second. I'm going with Sam of Laporta, the stud out of Iowa. Probably they do produce only, tight ends. The only good thing to come out of Iowa this year. <laughs> I, mean, mm, I don't know. The Potter, Apart from their defense, they've had some studs on defense. I think the studs on defense are a bit more risky. I think Sam Laporte is solid. He's solid, you know. Solid, okay. I mean, he ran a four. He ran a four six forty. He's tight end, not blazing speed, but he, he's you know he's got the acceleration. Faster than won't up the scene. I mean, like if he he he's really good. He's a really good route runner. He runs the seams really well. He runs, uh, you know, crossers really well. He can run flats. So, like, his idea for spacing the field, knowing where to be, is amazing. And, you know, at 6'3", he's not small. He's about average height. You know, he's not a giant of a man. But, like, we've seen what they've produced. T.J. Hawkinson, Noah Fant, trash George, Kitt- George Kittle. Mm. Um you know, he's just the best tight end of the bunch, but okay. No, no. But I mean, his route running, his run after catch, it's, it's just amazing. And he even played snaps uh, as outside wide receiver. They had him like 60 something snaps. But again, this was Iowa where they lacked literally a wide receiver for half their yeah. game. So their outside receiver is in the I formation. Like, is while they're in the I formation. <laughs> Their outside receivers are kicker, Caleb. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, exactly. don't, don't do them any justice. <laughs> like, outside but, receiver is mean, a stretch. Yeah, it's. I don't even think it exists on their play sheet. You know, it's anything past the numbers is they're just like doesn't exist. Didn't they just run the deer this year? That army <laughs> offense. Uh, you know, they what did a little like. bit. They put the kicker in there, like third downs to fake him out some. <laughs> But uh, no, he he is um he is a really great great tight end. The one thing he does need to work on is his like ball skills. He needs to be able to high point the ball better. He needs to be able to, you know, I would say, you know, catching traffic. But you know, just overall, his ball skills aren't as reliable as you would like for some tight ends. But I mean, that's something you can work on. You know, you could you could teach that a little bit better because we see players get better with like drops, for example, throughout their career. They may come into the NFL like some of them are shot, but people that get better, people that drop the ball less. So, and this this is as with Darnell Washington, he's not going to be a he's not a blocker. He's not really a blocker. He's a he's a he's an offensive guy. He's a pass catcher. So that that's the modern tight end nowadays for the most. It part. It really is, yeah. I mean, yeah, the modern tight end, if you ask me, literally probably plays more snaps off the line or in the slot. So yeah, uh, when they're putting the hand in the dirt, yeah, that, the, the Titans that put the hand in the dirt are usually the second and third tight ends. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. I love them. I love them. Yeah, I, I hope the Cowboys take him. 
Second round. Where do you think he second round? That's that was gonna be my next question. Where do you think the he's gonna be drafted? I, I think second. I don't see him going to the third anymore. He you know, he's he could go early third if he falls, but I don't think he falls past the Cowboys in late second. Okay, interesting. Um, do you think he's gonna be the first tight end taken since no. you got him in the second round? Okay. No. Um someone's gonna bite the bullet and take uh, Mayor or in Keith Cade in the first round. Probably going to be yeah, the Cowboys. I'm going to shoot that's myself. I don't think Mayor falls to the Cowboys. I think Kincaid <laughs> will fall maybe to the Cowboys, but there's a chance he goes there. I think Kincaid's better. I've seen him. mock drafts like top 15 for Kincaid. I saw one today that went 10th to the Eagles, which makes no sense Ooh, to me. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Don't give the Eagles any more tight ends that I like. So, Well, that's a good transition to my tight end, Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, great transition. Um, Perfect. 6'4", 246, you know, stud. Uh, like we said with all the other tight ends, he's definitely a receiving tight end. He led the tight ends, led the nation in receiving and receptions and yards for tight ends. Jesus Christ, I can't talk. Uh, he had a 122.8 QBR when targeted, which um, is that good, Dakota? Uh, we'll have to get back to that. Dakota is yeah, that's good. Available. Thank you, thank you. Um, one of the things I did notice is that uh, he wasn't slow, but he didn't have that like quick twitch like off the line of scrimmage, and that could lead to uh separate like problems with separation, especially in the NFL with like the modern linebackers and slot corners we see today. Um, so that's one thing I'm worried about. Um, he's not the greatest blocker. Like I said, he's a receiving tight end. And he did line up in a slot quite a bit, which is interesting. That's what you see like more nowadays. Like you see like Kittle and stuff. I'm not Hawkinson uh, line up. Hawkinson line up in the slot. So I think he'll be definitely receiving threat, line up in the slot, kind of move him around. Um, very solid pick. I think he'll be top two tight end taken. And I definitely think he goes in the first round. Yeah, I, I, I again. I just don't. I don't understand taking the tight end in the first round. I, yeah, it it depends. Like who's available? Like best player available? Like I don't. The position I value guess. matters, but I think tight ends are definitely their position value is definitely going up, and they are starting to get paid more, and you see that. So I think we're going to see a trend in the f- future. It's just with my thing with tight ends is, especially with Kyle Pitts, you know, top five pick. And we saw what he did this year when your team doesn't get you the ball and he looks like a normal tight end. That's a waste of a top five pick on a guy you're not getting the ball because I don't know, because maybe he's a tight end. I I don't really know. I don't think we'll ever really know the reason why he didn't, what was going on with Atlanta this year. And what was? I mean, they were just bad. Their whole. Team I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was fucking the coach's wife or some shit. I, I don't know. There's something weird because he didn't deserve to not be targeted the way he did. There's no yeah. way you draft a guy top five and go. There's also him. when you're bad enough to be a top five team, like taking a tight end probably isn't your biggest need. But no, if you're no. late in the draft, like the Cowboys, like who he's been predicted to go to Cowboys a lot. Round, yeah, yeah, into the first round. When you already have most of your team together, you just need certain pieces. And the Cowboys kind of need a tight end. 
So it just it just I mean, we have two great tight ends though. We have yeah, Hendershot well, and um Ferguson, which yeah. are late great round tight picks. End, just... Yeah, great tight ends. That in the sure. Yeah. Uh, that's if we're just I, throwing that word around. I mean, I thought they played great this year. Yeah, they're not they're great rookies. tight ends. They're they're decent. Tight it was a rookie as of right yeah, now. They're they yeah, but as job. of right now, they are not great. There's only a few tight ends you could say are great, and they are not definitely not. I would say okay. I'm not saying their skills are great. I'm saying they're great for the team. Like they did their job. Yeah, they're they're exactly what you wanted to do. And that's what I that's what I if I was a coach I wanted out of a tight end. I want my tight end to do my job. I don't need my tight end to go out there and have a thousand yards, twenty touchdowns. It'd be great if he does. If it turns out that he does, yeah. But as long as he goes out there and does the job, and I think you can get away with that by drafting tight ends in like the third and fourth round. Yeah, but if I don't know, it, sure. depending on who else is there, like with that talent, like you could definitely because there are definitely it's a talent to draft. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like if there's other position, like more valuable positions of that, you could say, oh, maybe take this guy over and hope the tight ends fall. But we'll like trade that. All these other, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Like, I, I would be happy with Kincaid in the first round. Uh, Who's yeah. your next guy, Dakota? I got Tucker Craft. Nice. Ooh, Craft mac and cheese. Cheap mac and cheese, right? Oh, we both thought the same thing. <laughs> sure. Hey, we're, we're fat bastards. That's uh, okay. okay well. He played at South Dakota. He had an okay season 2022. He was sidelined in October. He only caught 27 passes for 348 uh, yards. But what I like about him, he's just really physical. He, he has good size. He, he knows how to use his body. He, he's a strong catcher. He's quick uh, right after the catch. The only thing I can knock about him is his blocking. He's just not really the best uh, blocker, run, or pass. Seems like a pattern. With a tight end. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, most of these tight ends, they're going to be going out for uh, routes, doing more in the passing game than they ever will in the running game anymore. Yeah. I do see him doing well for a team. Like like I said, he's athletic. He knows what to do in the passing game. I think uh, he's a sleeper pick for a team that, like Noah Noah said, wants to wait till like the third or fourth round to – pick up someone oh yeah then i think he's gonna be great for that oh yeah fourth round uh capital oh he yeah he's gonna be perfect didn't he uh he caught a touchdown in the natty right because south dakota state won the national title for fcs this year um he, yeah, like a yeah he yes. played he played wow oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. wow wow dude you literally went to lamar <laughs> I didn't even watch Lamar, honestly. <laughs> wow, this guy, okay. man. I watched that one game that we went together. Yeah. Oh, did Same we beat y'all that game? You were that kind game, of forced yeah. to watch. What do you mean you went to the game? What were you going to do, close your eyes? <laughs> Are oh, you a no, Browns fan? You're going to put a bag over your head? It was like I mean, Ron and Caleb's college is going against each other, and like, but you know who won. So yeah, fine. it's okay. Know. We won the natty. A few yeah, years. I mean, that's how it works out. So, but yeah, uh, we ended up beating. Uh, funny enough, we ended up beating Tucker Craft and South Dakota State in the title game. So that goes full circle. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he got a touchdown because he played in the national title game. They blew out like yeah. Montana State, I believe. Um, they were a yeah. good team. I they mean, were loaded. Good. Was was this 2022? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it was this past year. Yeah. It was this year. Oh, oh, uh, he was he was injured. Twenty two, two thousand twenty two, uh, in October. Well, he played Did in he December. Back? I, I, yeah, he played in December. Make, make back. Yeah, yeah, uh, four receptions for sixty nine yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah, I told you he played in many. They were they yeah, thirty nine to eighteen. They killed Montana State in the title. They were a real good team this year, South Coast State. That running back was good. We'll have to see how he transitions. You know, FCS football is Yeah, it's sometimes like that, doesn't uh, transition well. That linebacker we're talking about. <laughs> and hey, another guy too for the running backs next week, which again if Cowboys don't draft him, I'm gonna I would fucking shoot myself. Is uh, the dude out of North Dakota, New, North North Dakota State? Mm. Um, we'll have to wait and see who that we're, is. But we're obviously getting Bijan in the first round. Bijan and him, I find oh. I don't give a I don't give a fuck. I be, he's a he's a fullback. He's he's I, oh, I love him in my pants. Bro, the next Daryl Johnston, obviously. Uh, <laughs> shoot, I mean, I like the comparison. Make it do everything. <laughs> Speaking of somebody that can do everything, I'm kidding. It's 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 Mike. It's Mike Meyer. So, and that's not how you say his name, Noah. But I'm gonna call him you Mike said Meyer. It for right the rest earlier. Of his yeah, you I know, but I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It, it it it's too it's too fun. I'm gonna call him Mike Meyer. I mean, you know, it's too fun. It's, t- it's such a play on words. You know, the guy's gonna have a long NFL career. What I'm gonna call him by the right name his whole career? No, I'm having fun with it. No. Bro, we but, have Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees in the same draft, bro. Let's I know, go. right? And speaking of Jasons, you know, draft. <laughs> you know who they're comparing Mike to? Who? Jason Witten. Ooh. Shades Was of. Is he good? I, I, I didn't watch much of his games. You know, he was okay, I think. I got you. Man. Okay, so I already know Michael Myers got a report. He's slow and white, but always <laughs> seems to get open. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He's a physical guy that can block, but he can't run worth shit. <laughs> You're not going to see him outside the numbers. He's going to stay inside the seams, and, you know, he's going to get open, catch the ball, and uh, go down. <laughs> he did it. I have seen him, like, try to hurdle people at college. And, uh, you know, he, he break, breaks the tackle sometimes, and you watch him run, and I'm like, how the hell did he just do that? <laughs> I'm like, I know he's like a freight train, but he's moving at like two miles an hour. So it's a little weird, but you know, he's a very polished tight end. So I mean, you can say what he want about his speed. His physicality is something else. The the two like if if I'm drafting tight ends, I like see like uh, like I've been saying, that's why I like Bladen. I like physical kind of titans like Darren Washington and Mike Meyer. I don't need them to get a thousand yards or twenty touchdowns. If they do, that's fine. But they need to do their job, and that's blocking, that's catching the football, and getting open. So you just want a sixth offensive lineman, pretty much. Pretty much that can catch the football. I'm fine with that. I mean, why wouldn't you a big ass guy that can knock Aaron Donald on his ass, but also can go out there and catch a pass and break Jalen Ramsey's ankles every? One out of hundred times, yeah, get it to um, me. Every that's a lot to ask. Yeah, I wish I had a player who could do that. I mean, we did. His name was Jason. Yeah, let's let's just know. merge uh, Justin Jefferson and Zach Martin into a player, and yeah, oh let's let's just God. draft him. 
Oh, that, mm. that that's what you're asking for. That would be a stud. I would trade my. Uh, I don't know, bro. That's number one overall pick. I I trade I trade my whole team for that. I would I would I would trade new my newborn child for that. Jesus, <laughs> Justin okay. Jefferson and Zach Martin. Oh, I drafted them. Oh my god, I'm getting so, my. Where would you draft uh, Jason Wynn 2.0? Oh, oh, sorry. I'm still thinking about the Zach <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Like, Jefferson, the Jefferson, Jefferson Zach the, Martin baby. Baby, yeah. Like, is Cloney the thing? Can you know? Can I? Yeah, exactly. Can we make that happen? I'm going to call Jerry after this and see if he can get in the lab. <laughs> you know, if anybody would do it, it'd be him. I, I, bro, I'd be, I, I would pose him. I'd be like, my God, if the man is the size Zach Martin, like, run and jump like oh my god it's like a maddening creative character anyways it's literally I'm just larry allen yeah <laughs> it really you know now think about it it really is we just got larry allen idiot. we just described larry allen <laughs> <laughs> we just described modern era larry allen <laughs> there we go but no i'm drafting mike myers if if it's me i'm not taking him first round I'm, I'm gonna hold by that i i won't take that but he will go in the first round I take him the second round. I would I wouldn't be opposed to trading up high in the second round to draft him if he's there. I'm not taking him the first round though. I'll trade my out of my first round pick back a little bit mm. to take him. If, if if I'm the Cowboys, right? Hear me out on this. This is the one little caveat I have. I if they trade back like three or four spots and then they take a tight end, I'm fine with it. As long as we get like a fourth or third round pick out of it. I'm fine. Draft is a it's a deep draft. As long as you get an extra pick or two in this deep draft, you could take a tight end in the first round. If you take a tight end at fifteen, I'm I'm gonna fucking kill you. It's just disgusting. Interesting. So, but I mean, take it out is I I guess when you know you saw me talking about centers. Apparently, I hate all linemen, but yeah, you do. Your uh, position is. That's- I guess I'm not a player's <laughs> coach. Nope. I'll leave you nope. out to try. I'll throw your life jacket in the water. <laughs> you know, definitely not. Ain't got a spot on the boat. Sorry, sorry, buddy. <laughs> you have to swim behind. <laughs> I I think I think Mike Myers will be a very good tight end for the, in the league for a long, long time. Yeah, hopefully, we'll see. Notre Dame guys are. Typically, pretty solid, very they physical are. offense. Yeah, very physical system. So he's used to the physicality. So, I mean, plays in big stadium on a big game. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, um, I guess if you're done, I want to talk about no, my guy. Talk about the the hidden gem. I feel the like hidden gem. I feel like nobody even knows this guy's name. You yeah, know, yeah, Luke Musgrave, Oregon State. He's a beaver. Yeah, you know them beavers. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, big boy, 6'6", 253, that's how I like it. I like the big, tall tight ends. You just put them in the red zone, just throw the ball up, hope they come down with it. Um, it's one of the quicker – he had one of the quicker uh, 40-yard dash times for a tight end. He had, I think, top two, top three tight end times for um, the 10-yard dash. The, he was Or the 10-yard – the shuttle, the shuttle, the 10-yard splits. Um, yeah, he's very quick. Uh, very athletic, tall, so definitely a like a rangy guy. Uh, 
like all the other guys, not great at blocking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's another receiving tight end, which is the modern NFL receiving tight ends. Um, good balance, great speed, like I've said 20 times. One of the nitpicky things that I notice while watching him is that for like the shorter routes, like the little crossing drag routes, um, there are yes. multiple times he didn't, yeah, he, he didn't get his head across like fast enough and like the ball would just go past him. Yeah. That uh, so that, that was like kind of interesting. Um, his intermediate to deep coverage, uh, I mean, deep route running and everything was pretty solid, but that was just a little like nitpicky thing. So for me, uh, I think he'll, I know you're going to ask, so I think he'd go, I think he'd be a third round pick prop could go to fourth. Like you said, hidden gym. So I could definitely see him falling to like the fourth. Cause you definitely know how tight ends go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it'll be a solid, solid steal for someone. And you know what's sad about him is, is, is COVID and the knee injury this season cost him so much time. You know, he was, he was on pace for a great season this year. You know, he had 169 yards to, two games nice. and then knee injury, you know, ends the season. And, you know, senior bowl, they, they, uh, I think they say they're saying he broke 20 miles an hour. I didn't watch the senior bowl, but he, he has amazing speed. Like you said, but yeah, he was one of the favorites for the Mackie this year until he got hurt. So that yeah. always sucks. But do, I have a fun fact. I want to see if y'all can guess it. Um, I mm. want you to guess the number of broken tackles he had over his entire career. So should it be the four years at Oregon State? Uh, 69. 69. Dakota, you got a guess? Two. Nope. Way lower than what you have. Give me another guess. Dang. Uh, 12. Five. Dakota's closer. A little lower. Zero. Zero. He had two. (laughs) Apparently, he had two broken tackles over his entire career. So I find that hard to believe, but that's what this uh, is what they're saying. So we'll have to go with it. But I thought gangly fella. Yeah, yeah, apparently pretty easy to bring to the ground. But I, I, we'll have to see how that relates to the NFL. So, but anything else you would like to? Add on the tight ends before we move on to the Masters. No. It's golf time. That's golf time. Golf clap. That was Wait, a golf clap. It was a golf Nothing clap. Else. That was a golf clap. And so. No other reason. I mean, the Masters or something else. And, you know, I will. I think. I think. Um, I'm going to get us started. Let me see if I can get the audio up. Is it this copyright? On this beautiful day at Augusta, I'm going to settle onto the side. I'm going to play some golf. The sun is out. The birds are chirping. The live golfers are here, unfortunately. Hopefully John Rob scares them away. The trees are falling. The wind is howling. God, I love golf. I, I love the music. I, I love the music. That's the best thing about the the Masters is the music, and I hear Jim Nance. The, oh, his, I like, do, his voice is very His calm. voice is just so soothing. 
Was it this his last Masters? Was that I, it was his last Final Four. I don't know if it's his last Masters. I didn't hear. Oh, that's what it was. That. Okay, that's what it was. So I was uh, like, he just uh, had a last something. Uh, I yes, it's the last Final Four. But before I go on a ramble, because I watched it every day, I didn't. The weekend I watched more Dakota. What do you want to say about the Masters? From what little you heard, and if you watched any, what do you want to say about it? Um, you know, all the guys that participated did really well. I <laughs> applaud them for being at the top of their game or at the top of the class when it comes to golf. They class. really earned it. And, uh, uh, go golf. Who was your favorite <laughs> player this weekend, Dakota? Gonna say Tiger Woods because oh, I feel like Alfred knows. No, don't don't spoil it. Uh, Roy McElroy. Hey, there you go. He he did. He had a great tournament, right? Yeah, he was my favorite too for the first day or so. I, know, I was really pulling for him. He he was doing really well. I thought yeah. he almost had it there at the end. <laughs> yeah, he almost had it there um, on Friday. <laughs> Alex, can and I get, then, can you say that again for five hundred, please, Dakota? Yeah. What what was his name, Dakota? He said his name Roy roughly, McElroy. right? Roy McElroy. Okay. He did a good job for that one. That, I first know, time, I don't know the name, but it's, I do know there was that A and M guy that did really, really well. Sam Bennett, baby, he's from Madisonville. Um, he's great. Well, I'll yeah. talk about him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he is from Madisonville. Yeah, he did all right. He uh, he kind of. Fell off towards the end, but it the, it was just that was just mismanaged by the Masters. They shouldn't have started the third round they, they, on Saturday. It should not have been started. It was horrible. The course was horrible. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, people, uh, Phil Spieth and Rom kind of had a good. Uh, no, day. I mean, well, they finished the third round Sunday, so they did the third round oh, yeah, at yeah, like yeah. eight, and then that that Sunday's when everyone caught up. I mean sure. that. The start of the third round of Saturday was horrible. I mean, when you have players out there that are having to hold umbrellas to play golf, you can't hit a golf ball like that. Like Bro. the precision it takes with the golf ball coming off the irons, like coming off the driver, like you miss hit that ball. That ball's, you know, your, your term is done if you put that too far in the woods. We okay. saw all that can happen. Noah, I count, I counter with this, Noah. Fuck it, we ball. Like that's what. <laughs> Like, right. But it's the Masters. Any other tournament, I don't give a I don't give a rat's ass. This is the Masters for Christ's sake. This Come is on, the best golf tournament in the world every year. You have Bro. to play on decent conditions. I don't care if it's a championship, the the Players Open, oh U.S. Open, play in the rain. I don't care. This is the Masters. You you have to. It's part of the uh, how do you say je ne sais quoi of the whole thing. You know. Of the Masters, like, they don't even let you run. You you even start trying to run, they look at you like they're about to shoot you from the, the trees. Like, they have birds nests up there. Like, they're putting you down. If it's Genesee Qual, they shouldn't have been playing. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, people already, like, don't take go- – a lot of people don't take golf seriously and, like, already make fun of it. So, if, if there was, like, a, a little rain and they chose not to play, like, I don't know. Like, you got to play through it. Like, if it's not, like – Pissing down rain. It was like, pretty much pissing down rain with like lightning and tornadoes. Like no, just I mean, play through it. Lightning, like, it's you part don't of play the game. Anything. It's it's part of the game. Like just do it. 
I, 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 I was disgusted by it. It really what hurt Sam Bennett because he bogeyed the first two holes on Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday, you know, round three. But just you want to give me some of your biggest winners and losers from this weekend? <sighs> That's tough because some of the losers I have aren't really losers um, because, like, I have Tiger Woods as a loser. Only, only because only he was the out last. of draw. Yeah, only, only because he, he was hurt. He had plant, uh, he made the cut. Fasciitis. Yeah, it's not so, like he didn't make the cut. He made the cut. He was just hurt. And, and see, he barely walk. That's why I say Tiger is because I hate watching him make the cut, fight to make the cut, and then literally he can't do nothing in the third and fourth round because he's hurt. I know you want to play, but like I, I hate to see it. Like you know, it's like I'm rooting for you. I got you. You know. And then like, boom, it's like, like he's the goat, and you see him like that. And then he's plus fifteen all of a sudden, and he's withdrawing. I'm like, oh, I I know I know he's hurt, uh, but it's that's tough. Um, let's see another loser. I'm not going to say Bruce, Brooks Kepka. Some people might say he choked or whatever. Not going to say that. Yeah, it was all. rough. It was just you know just Ron played better golf. That's all it was. He did. Um, I will say I didn't. A few few names I thought just played horrible. Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. Uh, Kevin Kisner. They played horrible. I mean, Dustin Johnson didn't make the cut, but, I mean, he yeah. finished. Dakota's favorite golfer, Roy McElroy. I, I he had a McElroy. atrocious um, day. He, he shot just a bad second round. That's all it was. Yeah, well, that'll do it. It just yeah, takes one will, really bad round. But I, well, trust me, I'm a Justin, I'm a Jordan Spieth fan. I know how one bad round could just yes. ruin your whole weekend. Is it, but that's that's UT for y'all. That's your whole college. Like y'all, y'all will have the most. How do I say it? Like y'all could have the best best games, and one little error will just destroy it. Or you could have the worst games, and all of a sudden, one play changes the whole thing. So I mean, yeah, that's something Jordan Spieth. Yes, yeah, Jordan Speed is like that, but you can't say that about all Texas because Scotty Scheffler is very he's consistent. consistent. He's yeah. very consistent. He's one of the top. Uh, I know Rom is, I think, the rated right now, the number one in the world. And but I, I think Scheffler is two. Uh, he's close. He's around there. Oh, oh, I forgot. I forgot another loser. Patrick Cantley. Get this guy off the fucking course. Five hours to play a round of golf? John Rahm took seven pisses, took seven bath breaks, bathroom breaks in the final round, apparently, because him and Brooks Kepker waiting on this motherfucker to walk down a green at a tortoise's pace. A disabled guy in a wheelchair could have played faster golf than Patrick Cantley. Oh my God, it was disgusting. I was, so ESPN Plus, has it to where you can watch like four, five, and six, yeah. the eight in the corner, and all that. And I was trying to watch Sam Bennett. They also have an app I found out after the fact. I'm very pissed that I didn't download it, but they also have a they the app. But you you uh, those, oh I hate them. Those me off. Um I, I was tracking them. So it Sam Bennett would be like finished with like the third hole. Going to the fourth. And I I'm sitting there watching the holes, waiting for him to come up. Takes this guy like 30 minutes. And come to find out, I understand what it was after the fact. It was Patrick Canley slowing down the whole damn tournament. 
I feel the person I feel bad for was Victor Hovland. He was yeah. playing great up to the final round. Then he gets paired with Patrick Handley, and he's shooting his green shots and putting pretty much before he even makes it halfway down the fairway. Oh, shout out my Norwegian brother right there. I mean, I was I was rooting for Holland. I, Holland, I was, I oh I hate Patrick Cantlay. I do not like him. I've never liked him as a golfer. He's never been my favorite. Yeah, I hate and him. Now. Golf for like the casual fan is already like hard enough to watch and get viewers. And then when you have someone like that who takes forever, like it takes me to do eighteen holes. Like it should not take you to do eighteen holes. Okay, yeah. like it takes me – I mean five hours – like it took me – it takes me five hours because I'm looking for my ball for two and a half hours. <laughs> okay, like it shouldn't take you five hours to do a freaking hole. I, I, so. I'll be – and see, this is this is where – if you didn't watch it, you should respect Sam Bennett, the amateur from Texas a He was playing fast. He he would not take practice screen. Some people line up hit the ball. You know, they were in time crunch and stuff like that. He did, you know, you know, all that stuff. But my God, the fucking – Kid still in college has a better sense of time and better sense for the game than Patrick fucking Canley. I hate him. But we'll move on to the winners because there is a lot. Yeah. Um, did you hear I about – I think of one. Who? Uh, John Rom. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, I'm not going to say John Rom's a winner because he should have won the tournament, if you ask me. I mean, he um, won the Masters. He's the first I, uh, I expect live golfer to win a major. I think. He's not live. He's not live. He's yeah, he is. No, he's PGA Tour. He's PGA Tour. No, 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 no. I will check real quick for you. Yeah. Oh, oh wait. Is he? Isn't he? I'm, I, I really don't know. I don't think he is. I, I, I'd be yelling. I am. Because we, we know the big names. We know Kepka and we know Mickelson. Even though Mickelson, like, I mean, he had a great tournament, surprisingly. He's definitely one of my winners. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I, okay. John Ron held off Liv Stars, Brooke Kepka, and Phil Mickelson to win the Masters. Okay. Of Spain, the PGA. Okay, yeah, y'all, y'all had me in a loop for there because uh, he's the face of the PGA Tour. Sure, um, true. Okay, that is my mistake. I, I was Kepka. I guess I was thinking Liv all weekend. Like there, people talk about yeah. Liv golf winning, and yeah. And well, I guess John Ron could be a winner because he did predict, um, you know, like ten years ago. He's like, one day I'm going to win the Masters, and the stories about him and his dad. And, oh, uh, from a fortune Spanish- cookie. That Spanish golfer, yeah, which was really touching at the end. But I expected him to win, so he's not a winner in my book. Because if he didn't win, he would have been a loser for me. Because especially on that first, that I mean, yeah, first if hole, you don't the win. If you don't win, you are typically a loser. That's well, a that's great, not true. Golf great, is a great say, example. If you win, you're a winner. If you lose, you're a loser. That's I feel like say. golf is a great example to take that, throw that out the book. But no, one of the the biggest winner in my book, and this may surprise you. Have you heard of the Indian dude? Sa- um, Sahith T. Lagala. I, I'll butcher his name. He no, actually ninth. He finished ninth. I had no idea till the final day. He flew, flew up the boards. You know, he shot a 73, 70, 73 for the first three rounds. So, you know, he's just, he's sitting there pretty much. 67 on the last day. You know, Jeez. one of the best, one of the best scores for that round four. Shot him up into, into, Fifth place, uh, ninth place. He gets an invitation back to the Masters next year. Pockets five hundred k. He also gets some FedEx points. I, I have never heard of the guy until the tournament. And at the end of the day, when I saw who you know saw him, I'm like, what? Who's this guy? I think he was the biggest winner in my book. I think Sam Bennett is the second biggest winner because you know, as an amateur, 
he's accomplished. He tied some great records helped by amateurs. And we've seen amateurs in the past. You know, Tiger Woods was an amateur. Phil Mickelson was an amateur. These amateurs were the biggest. Well, I feel like Jordan Spieth was more of a prodigy than amateur. He was definitely like his first year was his best year, 2015. He won yeah. three majors. So I mean, I I would never consider. I really I, I don't know if I could consider consider him an amateur consider. because because I think he was so good at golf coming out. He was better than Tiger, if you ask he me. He was amazing. He was. He had one of the best starts ever, and then he kind of. Yeah. But I mean, he's still. It's not like he's done bad. Just no. compared to where he started to where he is now, like no. it's a little disappointing. But when you've won almost every single major. Yeah, I think he's won three of the four majors, and then he got second, and the only one he didn't win. So, I mean, he's definitely yeah. not a disappointment. Yeah, but uh, my biggest winner, besides Rom, um, I would have to say is Phil Mickelson because he has been he got all that money from Live Golf, and he has been the butt end of a lot of jokes. Because <laughs> man, has he been bad at some of these tournaments? He has been so bad. That's in his whole career, though. I mean, I swear to God, Phil Mickelson yeah, will just go off. Lefty, at least, like, he'll be competitive. But when you see, like. Well, um, I guess. If you call competitive gosh. for him, like, 30th place. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just. He's been kind of hard to watch. I've, I've been thinking, like, he just needs to retire. Like, he's just. Needs okay. to be done. Proof is all wrong. Like, I don't 65, know. last round. He got, like, he got second. At the Masters, so I mean, hats off to him. Yeah, nice little one point five mil paycheck. So, yeah, I mean, I'll be three, three of the top five players, uh, you know, finishers. There was some ties, you know, for fourth there. So I guess top six, however you want to look at it. But three of the top five, if you're going in order, live golf players: Mickelson, Kepka, Reed. Kepka, yeah, Reed, yeah, yeah. So I mean. So. What does that say I mean, about yeah. live golf? I don't it's know. Definitely the best. That that would be another one for me is live golf because it was definitely the best showing from like the group of live golfers. Well, I mean, like you have Justin Johnson, who's like was supposed to be the face of live golf, and finishing plus True. eight. So uh, I don't know if it was a full blown win for them. They showed what they could do, but like there are some of their golfers that. Supposed to be the the golfer, like like actually yeah. like we know Phil Mickelson's a golfer, but no one expects him to be leading live golf. So, but yeah, I I love I like the tournament. I really enjoyed watching Sam Bennett play. Can't wait to watch him play at the Masters in the future because he's got a great career ahead of him. So we will just have to yeah for sure wait and see but let's move on to our final segment i i think it's one caleb's gonna love because it's mlb mm-hmm. my favorite your favorite do you want to oh, tell us about the mlb oh dude <laughs> it's like my time to shine my time to shine i've been researching this whole time <laughs> i know He's every like, thank god we're not talking about soccer or golf anymore <laughs> Oh, sorry, Dakota. We're talking about water polo now. Yeah. So. Oh, I did forget about John Daly, dude. He's my favorite. <laughs> Bro, you didn't go with any of the guys from Texas. Come on, man. You got to go with uh, Texas, guys. You went Arkansas. Uh, Can you blame or the state uh, of Texas, like the guys from the state of Texas. You know, speaks a good old Dallas boy. I mean, he's ripping six. He's playing golf. Like, got to love John Daly. There we go. 
But let's. That's true. I mean, he's, uh, he does. So. But let's do the way too early MLB awards predictions. So these are going to be Cy Young's MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Manager of the Year for both the AL and NL. So I will kick it off with mine. I feel like Dakota's is going to be a bit interesting. And Caleb's, me and Caleb's, I think, will argue about. Well, mine will be correct. That's all that matters. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's mine it. are interesting because I'm not a sheep and I have my own thoughts. <laughs> Bruh, get him, bro. Get him, Dakota. Okay, oh, you have yeah. your own thoughts, but they're not right. I mean. We don't know this yet. They're predictions. Well, didn't the season just start like two weeks ago, Noah? Exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. since you're so smart, uh, who's your AL MVP? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. It's Shohei. Oh, I I think Vladdy could get there this uh, year, uh, but it's Shohei. <laughs> Shohei is my AL MVP. My NL MVP is I, I, I don't call me sheep here because y- y'all y'all think this is random. Trey Turner. I feel like Trey Turner has the opportunity to Captain America to be amazing, especially with uh, Harper out for four months. He started off slow so far, but he had a bounce back night tonight, three hits. So we'll see what he can do, but I think he can have a tremendous campaign this year. So I'm looking forward to him winning in you know, MVP. My, let's see. What do you want to do next? Okay, Cy Young? I'll do. Or do you want to uh, do yours? Let's meet me, Dakota will do our MVP. Okay, I like it. Okay, American League MVP for me, Vladdy Jr. I think this okay. is his year. I like it. I like it. Um, I mean, Shohei is obviously a great pick, but I think Vladdy does it. Uh, the main reason I picked him is because uh, I don't want my honorable mention to win it. My honorable mention is Jordan Alvarez, <laughs> um, and I he's going to rake like he always does. Fuck I really uh, hope – I'd rather have Vladdy win it over Jordan. Yes, I really hope. And Vladdy's already started off great. He has two home runs so far. Uh, he's batting over 400. So, I mean, he's starting off hot. Their the lineup's loaded. He's going to get hey, stats. To interrupt you, he's not hitting home runs. That's the scary part. Yeah. He, he's we getting get on base. Like he's not hitting any. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, we, we know him for his power, but he's batting <laughs> above 400. So, I mean, my God, if he could if he could get, like, 40 home runs while keeping that batting average, you're, you're, you're locked. If he has to line up around him to like rack up RBIs okay. and runs, you're you're like locked. They're going to be there. They're going to be there. And for my NL MVP, I'm gonna go another guy who's in a loaded lineup, Juan Soto. Sheep. So. Sheep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sheep. Juan Soto. He's Sheep. in a like I said, amazing lineup, amazing hitter. Uh, he's gonna rake this year. Uh, my honorable mention is a guy I love, but he's on a team I hate, Nolan Arenado. So, you know, I, love me some Arenado. Wish he wasn't on the Cardinals, but yeah, that's my honorable mention. I like it. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Cardinals are just a rough pick for me this year. Team looks like they're just going to go down. Yeah. For my AL you, MVP, I got Corey Seager. You know, Ooh, I he started so. today and he hit his first home run. Starting I'll be happy with that. Ten games in, take it. I guess. Oh, you know. Started off slow. He's gonna pick it up real fast. And for my NL MVP, I got Kyle Schwarber. I just, yeah. you know, 
I got he's going to need to hit bombs. He's going to have to hit a lot of bombs because his defense is Kyle non-existent. Schwarber. He worked on he's it a, in the offseason. He's Kyle, the definition he's of a DH. Kyle Schwarber, really? That's, that's interesting. I mean, that's he called hits bombs. It's called thinking for yourself. Is it? Because, right, like, he's not a sheep. batting not 200 is, is definitely in, in – MVP-worthy stats, I guess, if you ask me. Well, he has yes, right. Home runs is not an MVP-worthy stat. I, like Aaron, Aaron Judge won MVP last year solely based on home runs. Well, I mean, he didn't hit the ball horrible either, so like... Yeah, yeah. It, to hit that many home runs, you typically can't hit the ball horrible. You typically have to hit pretty good to hit home runs. I mean... If if Kyle Schwarber plays like he did in Boston for those forty games, he has a chance. But or in the playoffs too last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he did hit, he did hit forty six home runs. So I'm looking at it now. Yeah, I mean, he's a solid player. Like I just there's no way right. he's going to have to rake home runs like he did last year. He can't win with a two eighteen batting average. But I like the pick. I like the pick. It's out so of the just box. Hit, but he'll he'll hit three twenty this year, right, Dakota? He's hitting one ninety five. So. Oh. I'm thinking more like three fifty. <laughs> oh dear God! Okay, <laughs> dear God. Let's move on to Cy Young. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. Jesus. Um, my Cy Young is Jacob Degrom. Don't let Caleb fool you. We we did want to choose different ones, but we both think Jared Jacob Degrom's. I do I just don't want to jinx it more than anything. We, but, He's the best pitcher in the league. But please stay healthy, for the love of God, stay healthy. And we know Ranger Stadium is a um, not a pitcher friendly park. Um, the new one kind of is. Kind it's it goes back and forth. You know, I'm I I'm, I I think it's more neutral, but I feel like it gets better heavy as time. His last outing, his slider was mwah, mwah. beautiful. And you it know, I I am responsible for them him giving up two runs. I turned the game on. Uh, on Sports Surge, right as he was having the perfect game, you know that's on me. Yeah, perfect through four. Uh, that was that's my bad. I was bored in class, but I think he's going to get it. His release points getting there. If if you want to say something about the first game, go back and look at how, where those balls came off the bat and how fast they came off the bat. They were luck. They yeah, were really it was hits. insanely bad luck. It was like so unlucky, and he will have to bounce back to get that ERA down, but. He can definitely do it. I mean, we saw him. His strikeout rate was so amazing um, last game. 11, 12 case? Was it 11 or 12? Oh, 11. 11, okay. And for my NL MV, uh, Cy Young, I am going Sandy again. He has looked nasty. He pitched the fastest game in MLB history. I believe, I guess technically it is now. It was a complete game in an hour and 58 minutes, 57 minutes. Nice. I, I don't know with all the new rules if it's the f- fastest, but it's def- it was under two hours, so good lord. And But I would like to mention the runner-up, Spencer Strider. We drafted him on our, our baseball fantasy team. He has looked great so far this year, so he could be in contention. Bro, don't take my picks, Noah. I'm just Jesus. helping the viewers out. You know, it's it's a transition, you know. You're coming in, you're coming in with the hard facts. You know, I, I'm putting the nail in the wood, and you're – Fucking hammering it home. Just don't hit your finger. True. <laughs> oh, 
But yeah, he he pretty much pulled the Maddox, uh, your pitcher last game because you know Maddox was always known for short pitch counts and short quick games. Yeah. So it's crazy. But uh, my Cy Youngs, I'm gonna go with uh, since I mean in my heart I want to say Jacob Degrom, but uh, at injuries is the main thing. I'm, health is the main thing I'm worried about, and. Hopefully, like, if the Rangers' record isn't good, then he's not going to win Cy Young. But a guy whose team's probably going to be really good this year and have a good record is Alex Manoa from the Toronto. Uh, that's my pick for Cy Young. Honorable mention, Garrett Cole, even though fuck Garrett Cole. Fuck All Garrett my homies Cole. hate Garrett Cole. Um, if you like Garrett Cole, you're a bitch. Cool yeah. What's you're a bitch. No, fuck Garrett you're Cole. You're a bitch. Fuck you, Dakota. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about him anymore. In my NL Cy Young, I'm going to go with like Noah said, Spencer Strider. Uh, my honorable mentions Corbin Burns, which I mean, I think he'd have a stronger case. I just don't think the Brewers are going to be good this year. And if Brewers he gets traded, good, but if he gets Burns traded, I don't know how he's going to be. He, he might. Started off kinda, he started off kind of rough. Uh, he might, but with the numbers he's putting up, they might just. Yeah, but Strider's my pick for the NL. I think I think Strider versus Sandy is going to kind of be. Uh... An explosive matchup. I think we'll be we'll be watching that towards the end of the year, being like, Jesus, who's going to win it? So, I heard you though, Dakota, have some uh, different picks. I don't know if they're how interesting or if they're Kyle yeah. Schwarber like, but yeah, uh, AL Cy Young. I got Shane McClanahan. I like that. I like pick. that. Solid pick. Razor looking great. He's having a great start. Yeah. I, I think he really has the tools to really do it. And for my NL Cy Young, I got Seth Lugo. You know, who? Great. He should rack up wins. He should rack up wins this year with that San Diego Padres lineup. Like, that's one thing you look for. Uh, the com- the committee loves wins. They love baseball. They love pitcher wins for some reason. Uh, just... Yeah, because it's a win. <laughs> that doesn't mean much. You give up eight runs and your offense gets nine somehow. You get the win. You play to win the game. Right. You play not to lose the game. It's a pitcher. No, you play to win. I feel like as a pitcher, you play not to lose. See, when you're a pitcher I like the Grom, you play to win. you pitch not to lose. What do you mean you don't? If you pitch to lose, you're going to throw meatballs over the plate and let them dink you up. Pitch to not to lose is not getting deep into counts is – you know, throwing strikes early, being like a ground ball pitcher, being a fly ball pitcher, not not having a high strikeout rate because you want to okay, put the ball. So Martin Perez pitches not to lose. Jacob DeGrom pitches, pitches to, to win. win. Got it. Exactly. There we go. Somebody gets That's it. That's actually solid. Hey, uh, on that point, have y'all seen the new Mario movie? <laughs> and secondly, have you seen the new Jack Black Bowser song? Yeah, Peaches, Peaches, Peaches. I have not. Peaches. That's, it's such a good song. I who do you got for a rookie of the year, Noah? <laughs> Transition and sponsored by Nintendo. Go see the new Mario movie today. <laughs> Just come out and say it, Dakota. It is catchy. It is catchy. <laughs> um, but my AL rookie of the year is going to be Josh Jung. He is looking electric. Right now, his defense is something that should be talked about. I. He's playing great at third base right now. His yes. arm, he's got a yes. cannon. Very he's good. got a cannon. Uh, he's got a cannon of a right arm. And his bat, his opposite field power is coming alive. You know, we saw that oppo taco. He hit, uh, I believe, 
last Tuesday, I think. Yeah, it was last I, week. That's all I know. It, it was one day, but it was it was good. Pretty much, I think. So that game. They win the game too. Yeah, uh, it gave us the lead. It broke the tie. So yeah, it sealed the game up. It was, it was good. I I really I really think Josh Young's got a chance as long as he stays healthy. Knock on wood. But I, I really like him. And you know, you can call me a sheep all you want for the NL, but Corbett Carroll. Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah. That's all I got to yeah. say is the name. Nothing yeah. else. Like, when in doubt, pick, like, the best player. Like, it's one thing to be achieved. It's one thing just to pick the best player. I mean, he's, he's already got an eight-year, $111 million deal as a rookie, so. So, yeah, I think he's going to be super special. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, AL Rookie of the Year, as much as I want to pick MOB Jungboy over here, um. Uh, he's gonna be my honorable mention because I don't want to jinx him mostly. But Volpe, man, the speedster from New York, he's already shown off the, his wheels. I think he might lead the league in stolen bases this year. I think he's at uh, five. Yeah, so he has the green light anytime he's on base. So I think that could be a huge uh, thing for him. And then in our rookie of the year, just to be different, uh, I'm gonna go Jordan Walker, who um. Already tied the hit streak for the longest uh, hit streak to start an MLB career. It was at nine at the time of recording this. I don't know what it is now. But he tied uh, some other really good players like Ted oh – God, I can't – why I'm literally blanking. Ted – ah, yes, yes. Ted – yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm sorry. You used to speak cat pretty well. No, it's not Williams. Um, Caleb, you got to educate your cat. Not giving the right answer. I know. She's not giving the... Uh, yes. God. Jordan Walker extends career opening history to 10 today, so... Okay, nice. Pass, it, yes, it is Ted Williams. I was joking. It is Ted... Okay. I, but I, she was right get it, wrong the whole time. See, never question. Uh, she told me, Caleb. I was joking. I wasn't questioning you, Niblet. You she didn't even understand it. I she I gave you the answer, answer. You didn't believe your cat. That's on you. You got to trust your I cat. Know, that is on me. I never doubt you ever again. But um, yeah, solid player. Uh, but I mean, Corbin Carroll's also really, really good too. But I'll be different. Pick Jordan Walker. What about you, Jacob? Uh, you, know, you know, AL Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go Masataka Yoshida. Ooh, I really like, I like him it. on the I Red like Sox. I think he just okay. hit his first home, his first career home run uh, like a week ago. Really liking him. And for a National League, I'm going Ellie De La Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. There's just something about him I like. I see it, and I'm like, he has qualities of a winner. Oh, I think he'll win. Yeah, he's really good on MLB The Show. That's the qualities. That's how Dakota knows him. <laughs> let's see. I mean, well, let's see. You didn't Cruz. even know what team he played for. I th- I, look, I thought he played for the <laughs> Rockies. They have there's t- the Rockies' number one prospect because the same guy that starts with E as well. So I I oh. just. I don't know their names. I'm not going to know every number one prospect. (laughs) Yeah, I'm alpha. Yeah, find a way to call me racist from the alphabet. Please do that. Please do that. We will. Who said anything about race, Noah? 
You were going to. You were going to. You're a race baiter. You're one of them race baiters. You're a race baiter. <laughs> the master race baiter. No one even did anything close to race. You, you did it to Caleb earlier? Nah, I know what you, I know what you like. I know what Today, you like. It's the letter, it's the letter E. <laughs> you know, Caleb, who, who, I think Volpe will be interesting only because if he stays up, he, he's just not hitting. He doesn't hit well. We'll see. I mean, it's still early. It's also only been two weeks. Yeah, but you know how the Yankees are. They love sending top prospects down for no reason. <laughs> they did it like off and on last year, and I was very surprised. But with the new big bases, I think the stolen the stolen base record will be beat this year. These Ooh. new big bases. Yep. The Let's stolen base. I don't know about that one, Chief. I, I believe um, it's a. What is uh, it? I don't, I don't. Just go look at Ricky Henderson's. Wikipedia, and you'll find yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. Um, I try to see. Exactly. I don't know about that one, Chief. You lost me on that one. Oh wait, I didn't even know this. Hugh Nichols' season season mark of 138 stolen bases in 1987 remains the major league record. Bro, that doesn't even count. No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Well, actually, I take that back then because that's not happening. But I really thought. It was like, you know, 80s, 90s. I didn't know no, that guy. No, I didn't know it was 138-something by some bro, guy not, in the 1800s. Oh, freaking – you, you don't even have to, like, do him. Like, talk about him. There's people who did in the 80s. Well, the you know, 60s. Ricky Henderson, Kenny Lofton, I mean, they're just big names. Like, like, stolen bases used to be a way bigger deal. Oh, I know, I know. I don't remember so, the numbers. I know they're very, very high. Like, if, if I'm thinking stolen base greats, it's always 80 plus. And I know it's way higher, but, you know, I can't remember them off the top of my head. Yeah. I, I know Ricky Henderson, Kenny Lofton. Like, if I'm going to pick two people to steal bases, I'm going with those two. Yeah, because Ricky Henderson, no one's ever touching his career. Oh, he's like fourteen hundred or some shit. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's by far, and he he's stolen. He stole over a hundred multiple times. He is he has a hundred and thirty. No one's breaking a hundred and thirty this year. I don't know bigger bases. I, I'll pit. I would pit money on. It doesn't matter, bro. One hundred and thirty stolen bases. Let's see. My, that's my Someone's thing. Stolen people, base per game. People will want to go more. You'll, you'll go – you'll still more with bigger bases. You have better opportunities. Yeah, odds it, there. Yeah, but you still have to be fast. There's fast players. We have some speedsters in the MLB. Yeah, but you have to not only be fast, you have to get on base. You pretty much have to hit singles a majority of the time too because a lot of people don't steal second. I mean steal third. Or walk. Or get so it's, or, yeah, it's the – I don't know. There's a lot – I think the new rule it. changes allow the opportunity for it. Speed up the game, you know, with these pitch clock violations. You know, I think more people are going to be running. Now, does it, is the odds of that happening are like one in a million this year. But I, I, if we're talking realistically, when do I think it could be working? Next two or three years, possibly. With some of these fast prospects we're coming uh, up and the way they're changing the MLB. Yes. But I'm going to say it's like, an outlandish prediction, you know, most of the people give, like, what is, like, yeah. one thing. That's my thing. I like I like stolen bases. I'm not against it. I love stolen bases. 
I oh, think sure, it's great for baseball. Sure, bro. Small ball, bro. That's how you win. I love small ball. I love small ball. Classic baseball. But let's go into the final one. Manager of the year. My, I will go first. My manager of the year for the AL. I'll let one of y'all take Bruce Bochy. Is <laughs> Kevin Cash. The Rays are 10-0 to start the year. They look amazing. They look like a very well-coached unit. You know, I, I think... I think he will get the uh, Rays into the playoffs, and I think he will be manager of the year for the AL. And for the NL, I go back and forth, but I do want to go Buck Showalter. Hmm. I think the Mets have a good year. I think they have a lot of injury problems right now. I think they'll work through it. I think he should get credit for it. Now, you could say they're spending the most money, yeah, but it's the Mets. If the Mets make the playoffs, it's usually a miracle. If the Mets win the World Series, it's... I mean, they should make the playoffs with the roster they have. They should, but this is the Mets. The Mets should be doing a lot of things. The Mets never do. Let's go Mets. Mets, Mets, Get a home run, baby. Let's go. Let's go, Mets. But let's see. That's what I like. What about you, Kale? Um, AL, yeah, I'm going to go Bochi just because he'll have the advantage of having a team with a bad record last year. Mm-hmm. Like if he gets to the upper eighties in wins or if, if he gets 90 wins, I think he guarantee wins manager of the year with how bad that we were last year. Um, so I'm going to go with that, go with my heart. And the NL manager is someone who it's crazy because he's my pick for manager of the year, but he's also on the hot seat is Bob Melvin. So great yeah. roster, Sandy Padres, great roster. But they never seem to make the playoffs. They, if they win the division this year, I think he takes it. And if they don't make the playoffs, he's fired. So he's a wild card that could go either way. The extremes. I mean, they start doing bad mid-year, Caleb. He's fired. Yeah, it's he. He's a risky pick for me, but yeah, I, th- I think they finally get the monkey off their back this year. Their lineup's so good. Like we talk about the Angels being so good, and then never making the playoffs. But the Padres lineup is so good, and they have good pitching too. It's, they're too good to not make the playoffs, barring injury. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see how you refute that. I I have them as the number one seed, but but it's the it's like the Padres and the Mets. They're two teams I feel like always fall apart. Yep. But Dakota, what about you? Who's your who's your two managers of the year? My AL manager of the year. You know, it's a little different. Scott Chavez, is that how you say it? Uh, the Mariners. Chavez, I believe that's how you Mariners. say it, yes. It's going to be tough because of how great their season was last year. Because yeah. they broke the playoff curse. You like, the, him went, like he's going to need to win the division for sure over the Astros. But, yeah, that's a solid um, pick. You know, I, I, think he, I think he's the guy to really put him over there. Yeah. And then for NL, uh, you know, I'm just going to – I had it before Noah took it. Buck Showalter. Uh, yeah, I mean – He's won it three other times with two teams. Uh, I, I I just think he's the right guy to get this done. He knows and he has the talent. Him. As long as they stay healthy. They, yeah. already, they already lost Fairlander. Right. Yeah. Okay. Diaz hurts. I mean – we could just say keep saying <laughs> injuries for the Mets, but that roster is stacked. And yeah, I 
I'm glad you agree with me, Dakota. <laughs> I'm glad you lost. First time in podcast history. Yeah, it probably is the last time, too. Oof, that's rough. You know. Yeah, oh, especially yeah. with Dakota outing my uh, alter alternate Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, Noah's burner account. Me. My burner account. Do y'all have ideas for comeback player of the year? Um, who? Uh, Jacob Degrom, obviously. Well, yeah, it, it's too early for me. It's always too early. That's why they call prediction Acuna. Oh, that's a good it, one. You, know, you don't think it's too early? Well, like the players that are, I I think about comeback or coming back from injury. I want to see if they can come back from the injury. I need to make sure. I need two or three games to make sure they get they're coming back from the injury. <laughs> they don't get hurt yeah. again. You know, I want to I want to make sure they're coming back. Like I don't want them to see them play and they're like, oh, they're out sixty games. Well, there goes their comeback player of the year. That's why yeah, I, 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 I think that's a really good pick, Dakota. I, I feel like that's a good pick. Um, yeah, that's a solid pick. Gee, I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. Uh, on a more controversial one, what about Fernando Tatis? <laughs> I always think whenever I think scumbag. of a scumbag, I always think of Tatis. That I feel like yeah. they're going to scumbag. Uh, does it count as comeback player year when you miss not because of injury but because of? <laughs> PED suspension, scumbag. Yeah, that's why I was like controversial. I'll be a. Hey, I mean, he has the talent to definitely win it, so we'll see. Scumbag. On the other side, uh, I feel like uh, Chris Sale would be fun. That's <laughs> not going to happen. That man is done. Yeah, I know. I, I said it'd be fun to happen. Uh, what are we talking about next week, Noah? I think you know I. Would love to talk about the running backs. Ooh. Ooh. I could think of one running back that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I can too. So we'll have to wait till next week to find out. But yeah, we're doing the running backs next I, week. Dragon. Balls. I love the. I love this running back class. We are also going to talk about the NBA season in review. And when I say next week, I do mean later this week because we did have to make up. So for last week, we had to push the episodes back. So we will be doing this later this week. So you get two episodes yeah. one week. But yeah, when he says next week, we're doing running backs literally next week. We're doing wide receivers in a few days. So I know it's all confusing with the timeline. Easter kind of oh. like Easter messed up a bunch of our schedule. So yeah, next week and stuff, we are doing running backs. Yeah. But thought I, thought I could end of this week. Idea. End of this week, we are doing receivers. I thought I could sneak so that hopefully get that done. So, yeah, this whole timeline, this whole week's been confusing. It was a Have busy a... weekend. Caleb's got that brick wall up there. I can't sneak anything past him. The Kim and Matumbo over here. Uh, I thought, I, I thought you know, I thought I was unclear there. Came back from behind and just tackled me right, right in the six-yard box. Yeah. We'll be able to talk about the play-ins, hopefully. Hopefully, we'll have to yeah, we'll see, see how that goes. We'll see if Rudy Gobert punches anything else. <laughs> so, hey, they still won that game too, by the way. I don't know. Don't like Rudy does anything. So, <laughs> that's why they won it. He wasn't on the court. <laughs> We're also getting ready for it starts in a week or two. The NHL playoffs, baby, Ooh, baby, hockey time. Yeah, Let's we'll have to talk about that too. End of the season, the whole thing. Hockey will will cover that probably briefly. 
this next episode. Yeah, there's going to be some good races, playoff races, yeah. seeding. And on the final note, I will leave y'all with this. Derrick Henry looks like he might be traded to the Cowboys during the NFL draft. Ooh. And peace. I will see y'all later. for times like this. Deuces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.